Hi, everyone, and welcome to another First Impressions podcast. I am Maggie, your co-host with the most... Okay, that one better in my head. Anyway, (laughs) welcome to First Impressions. We are the podcast where we discuss our love for Jane Austen and give a big middle finger to all the haters. And I am joined, as always, by our creator and co-host, Kristen. Hello. Okay, and we are also joined once again by our two very special guests who are helping us continue with our Regency role-playing game, Selvi. Hello. And Priya. Hey, hey. So we are in the part three of our storyline here. This should be the conclusion. It's the big ball. So I'm going to turn it over to Selvi. She'll give you a very brief recap and explanation. The three of us will then introduce our characters and we will get right into it. Great. Uh, Hi, this is Selvi. We are going to be playing a modified version of the role-playing game School Days, D-A-Z-E, by Tracy Barnett, Elizabeth Bauman, and Brian Patterson. Um, If you are interested in this RPG after hearing all this, it is available for download from DriveThruRPG, and I believe the PDF version is something like $5. So really low investment for a really awesome and pretty flexible game. We've modified it slightly, so some of the terms that you'll be hearing us use in what we call Regency Days will not be exactly what you'll see in the School Days version, but it maps pretty well. In this particular story, we start with Lady Kensington, an elderly woman who, uh, because of her status and fortune, is... uh, has obligations to the neighborhood to host a ball every year at her estate Trowbridge, which is near the town of Heathford. Uh, But she has no daughters to help her planning. And because of her failing health, she has invited our three protagonists to come and help host the ball. Uh, A lot has been done over the past few days. Invitations have been sent. Musicians have been secured. Menus have been planned. And of course, decorations of both the ballroom and our lovely ladies have been uh, completed. And now uh, we are, as Maggie mentioned, uh, we are at the final day, the big ball, uh, where everything will come together flawlessly. All romantic interests will be addressed and uh, all major plot points will be wrapped up without any Clubs. The Huzzah. fate of the world lies on this. Bu- no, it doesn't really. It doesn't actually, really. No. But it'll be very <laughs> so, uh, so I guess we'll now go around and introduce all the characters and kind of sum up the major points that they have accomplished and maybe a little bit of what they're trying to accomplish. I'll go first. Uh, hi, all. It's Priya. I play Constantia Gate, who is um, a young woman with a flair for the dramatic. She's a little fortright and... Uh, Maybe a little clumsy occasionally, <laughs> um, but her goal is to, I think where we left me is that I am desperately trying to get some acknowledgement of who my birth parents are so that I can move on with my life. And it's been a little bit tough. There's been a lot of dodging um, by crap. What's the ladies? Lady Kensington. Lady Kensington. By Lady Kensington. She 
she does not know what I'm driving at and refuses to even talk about the issue. But I am the ward of Lord Engelbrook. I can't remember anybody's name. Sir Engelbrook. Down right in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) Sir Engelbrook. And uh, my potential beau is this guy named Algernon Denby, who I thought was creepy. But after the ladies met him uh, in town, think that I might just be unable to acknowledge when someone pays attention to me because he seems very nice and not so creepy. She's been reading too many gothic novels. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's where I am. So this is Maggie. My character is named Anne Popowell. She is amiable and charming, just like me. <laughs> uh, she is a neighbor of the Kensingtons, and she is there to make sure this is the best ball ever because it turns out that the kind of future fortunes of her family lie with impressing the Kensingtons and hopefully doing some business with them. And if this ball does not go off as planned, it could ruin the entire family. Um, I I didn't come here with any romantic goals. I just wanted to uh, become friends again with my dear friend, Lawrence, the second son who I fell out of touch with when I went away to school. But in the process of becoming friends again, there appears to be some attraction so we'll have to see how this plays out at the big ball. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am Calliope Sandright. I am in a love triangle. I ha- I'm the daughter of the clergyman on Lady Kensington's estate. And um, so I have grown up admiring Lord Elias, but also slowly falling in love with uh, my childhood friend and current curate of the parish, James Fraser. So they're both going to be at the ball tonight, and I'm still not sure how this romance is going to play out. But I, my, I have two strings to my bow, as uh, Austin <laughs> said about um, Mariah Bertram. So, I, so I personally, I have, um, I'm good at music. I think I'm charming. I lost my character sheet, so I don't quite remember. But I think Selby knows what I am. Um, <laughs> I think I'm like charming and amiable and compassionate. Oh, and compassionate. Yes. Okay. Charming and compassionate. Don't take uh, that's my, me. Uh, don't take my uh, personality, Kristen. Don't single white female. Oh, are you a- awful well? Are you are you charming and amiable and I'm charming and compassionate? I think that's correct. Okay. All right. Cool. I know that you are compassionate, Kristen, for sure. And I think we've added a characteristic for both. Rhetoric. Of you. Yes. I added brave <laughs> where mm-hmm. um Anne is not intimidated and will speak up for herself. And Kristen, you added rhetoric where you are able to sway people. Oh, that was smart of me. Behind the curtain here, folks. We don't know what we're doing either. (laughs) 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 It has been a long time. In fact, many things have happened in the uh, interim of our, our dear friend Selby, who the listeners may remember got married more than a year ago at this point, Kristen and I talked about attending the wedding. She has now had a baby. So congratulations to Selby. Time, folks. We were supposed to record this episode mm-hmm. on the U.S. holiday Labor Day, but unfortunately we got a message from Selby. I said, <laughs> I went into labor on Labor Day. <laughs> Never Not even nailed that pun, you guys. Even the birth of her child, she managed to make it into a pun. We've become a little <laughs> delayed. Uh, so that's why we're all kind of catching up. But I think that we can wrap this up in a satisfactory way. So, Selvi, where, where are we starting our story this time? We are starting uh, shortly before the ball. 
the ladies, if you all agree, are essentially completed with their preparations of themselves. The ballroom had been decorated in a, a rustic uh, fall theme. In order to put in the most advantageous light some of the perhaps uh, less polished aspects of the preparations, including the fact that our protagonists had to find musicians at the last minute and um, <clears throat> have essentially cleaned up a group of tavern musicians uh, to come in and play. So they have set up and uh, they have uh, been uh, paid uh, half in advance. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> they were paid a lot. Right. So they, they actually have cleaned up uh, fairly well under the guidance of uh, Calliope. Anne and Mr. Collins have made arrangements for some of the stable boys to help out with putting hay bales around the ballroom. And Constancia managed to uh, coordinate an expedition into the uh, basements of uh, Trowbridge and found some bolts of cloth to uh, drape around the ballroom. And uh, overall, the effect uh, is very, uh, it has come off well. Right. You all did very well with your roles and planning this and putting it all together. So uh, your your intended effect of a of a rustic country dance uh, has been achieved. And I think you all are are well pleased with this uh, effect uh, in the ballroom already, uh, of course, is the the family of the Kensingtons and various servants, including Mr. Collins, uh, Lady Kensington. Her health is better. She is able to be at the ball, uh, but uh, her, you know, her recovery still confines her to um, a chair, right? Um, I don't know that they would have wheelchairs at the time, but they would have some kind of, of chair that maybe a servant could help her transport around in. Is that I don't know how they would. Seems legit. Seems legit. I mean, yeah. they might have had wheelchairs, but probably not. I, I think uh, I'm on board with this chair. Let's say that we have a quick word with Collins and ask him to bring in from the drawing room a very elegant, uh, like divan or something for yeah. her to sit on and have to be draped upon. Yeah, so that yeah. people can come by and visit her as right. a court upon her. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so she has been established in a comfortable spot away from any drafts um, and is attended by you know, her handmaid and, of course, Mr. Collins. Uh, and so it is up to you three ladies, <clears throat> along, excuse me, it is up to you three ladies, along with Elias and Lawrence, to receive the guests. Any last-minute preparations or words to each other or to the brothers Kensington? Um, I am extremely nervous, fiddling with my gloves. Everything has to go perfectly tonight. So I'm just very nervous. And I guess we're, we're lined up also in a receiving line. And I, I am in the middle. And so I grab your hands, Aww. Calliope and Constancia. And I say a little, oh. thank you so much. Uh, I would say that Constancia and Calliope exchange concerned looks. <laughs> um, because you were this nervous. Our dear friend Anne was not this nervous yesterday. Um, and we... We squeeze tighter on our yeah. hands to, to provide comfort. Speaking for 
for Calliope. <laughs> All right. Uh, so <clears throat> guests uh, start to come in. Would Mr. Collins announce each guest? I don't know who would be doing that. Yeah, the, the yeah. Uh, well, uh, you know what? I don't know. I think they can come in and like go through the receiving line. Yeah. What if we hire a professional <laughs> announcer? Picture Paul Bettany from A Knight's Tale. And yeah, it's a little bit too late to go and shop for a herald. Yeah, um, that's fair. <clears throat> the footman is particularly charming, yes. uh, loud voice. Right. So some of the first guests to be announced into the ballroom are uh, Mr. and Mrs. Popowell, Anne's parents. Ah. Oh, darling, uh, Mrs. Popowell says, we're so proud of all you've accomplished. It looks simply lovely. Oh, thank you so much, Mother. I curtsy and lean forward to whisper to my father's ear and say, I hope everything goes off perfectly and our future prospects will be bright. Damn straight, my girl. Pat, pat. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> He's a bit rough. Of yeah. It's no wonder he mismanaged our state, is it? <laughs> um, uh, so they go in to find the freshmen after, of course, greeting uh, the, the Kensington brothers. Oh, my goodness, Elias, what a, what a, what a wonderful showing. This is uh, too kind of you to invite us and et cetera, et cetera, all the usual pleasantries. And Mr. Popowell makes a comment to Lawrence. Oh, you know, I, I see that you've, uh, you know, since your brother has inherited, you've done so well in helping him manage the estate. What are your you know, future plans? And Lawrence uh, doesn't really seem to have an answer for that. Mm. Let's say that Mr. Popwell has the forthright yes. uh, characteristic right. as well. <laughs> and, and came by it honestly. Oh, my boy, says Mr. Popwell. Uh, I see that you're here helping your brother as well. You know, I, I expect we'll see great things from you in the future, uh, just like Elias here. And he slaps him on the back. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, nothing's more attractive than a man who has no idea what he's doing. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence kind of furrows his brow and says, oh, thank you, sir. This is very, very kind of you. Uh, I, I hope I can live up to such, such high praise. Uh, next, we see uh, coming in another, uh, another familiar face from the, the area, James Frazier. Along Ooh. is coming in, uh, and he, he expresses the regrets of Calliope's father and mother there off visiting uh, a sick parishioner uh, and weren't were not able to uh, get home in time to prepare for uh, an elegant event. <laughs> How uh, convenient that we don't have to worry about them. <laughs> But of course, they send their best, and uh, 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 James Frazier spends a few moments uh, just having uh, a, a bit of small chat with uh, with Calliope. Uh, Elias seems to be a little bit off put by this this friendly exchange. Does he take your hand? I will. So I will say as. Calliope, that it's it's strange that I should feel such a pang when seeing such a familiar face as James Fraser. I don't know why I'm so fluttery 
to see him when I have known him all my life. But I play it off and uh, don't let my dis- my discomposure show. And um, yes, Elias, uh, my he takes my arm. So oh, Elias I, um, wow. yes, Elias takes my arm as James Frazier approaches. Oh, so I'm not able to, to have any sort of warm hearted conversation with James. So I have to just re- re- reserve myself to politeness. So this it's is the politeness like, of a party host dominance move, right? Like he takes your arm. Like she is, she is mine. Yeah, <laughs> like it. So, um, Anne and Constancia like elbow each other very subtly. Um, subtly, subtlety is not one of my personality characteristics. Yeah. As you know, I can't even. Neither. Um, I will say though that uh, Elias Kensington's uh, hand falls away from. Calliope's arm when he sees who uh, comes in a few moments later, Mr. and Mrs. Jonathan Sandright, Calliope's brother and his wife. Jonathan uh, says to Calliope, thank you again for securing an invitation for us. I will endeavor to, to not waste this opportunity uh, to return our family to uh, its former good standing. And he says this in a very, very quiet voice so that only Calliope can hear uh, what he says. But Elias uh, clearly could not stop her from having a private conversation with her own brother, still uh, is uh, looming and seems a bit <laughs> uh, bristly at, uh, at Jonathan's appearance. Do you want to have any words to exchange with your brother there, uh, Clyde? Oh, <laughs> I, yes, that's a good idea. I guess I'll just say, you know how high my regard for you has always been, and I am ready to stand by, stand by all of the decisions that you've made. I am sure Angelique is a lovely woman, and we should accept her into our family fold. Hmm. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I'm nice. I'm compassionate. Yep. I'm compassionate, bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> uh, we next, uh, a, uh, a bit later, we see um, Sir Engelbrook uh, makes his way in. He is a, a very short and rotund man. Jolly is the word that you might use to describe Sir Engelbrook. And he um, greets Constancia warmly. Um, he is, of course, attended by his secretary, Algernon Denby, who um, also congratulates Constancia on her excellent, uh, you know, that the, the liveliness of this ball um, is, is quite what they would expect from such a, a, a girl with such a beautiful imagination. Ooh. <laughs> Constancia is touch <laughs> um but she she greets her uh her uh, guardian first mm-hmm. and as she hasn't seen him in in many weeks mm-hmm. it's been go about two weeks or whatever since we've been playing this thing and um i greet him and i say i have missed you lord and Eng- sir engelbrook i hope all things are well at the estate um i am so grateful for you to send aldronaut well 
Mr. Denby here. Whoops. Um, so Denby here, it was nice to see a familiar face a few days ago um, as the stress of planning the ball made me a little apprehensive. So I thank him for coming and yeah. he moves along. Uh, well, with a twinkle in his eye, Sir Engelbrook says, I did not send Mr. Denby anywhere. He's quite a free agent to work on his own. Winkle, winkle. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, in these such matters. Uh, Anne is freaking out because yeah. you guys know she loves to uh, eavesdrop, drop yeah. some eaves. So yeah. she is just so like, <laughs> I freeze a little because I'm slightly embarrassed. Oh, he's um, so embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing. Um, and I tell him and I'm, I, I say, oh, oh, dear, dear uncle. I, I call him uncle sometimes. Um, uncle, I, I'm not sure it's quite the right time for that conversation but thank you enjoy the ball he pinches your cheek <laughs> which cheek <laughs> the one on her face um you notice as uh, sir engelbrook leaves that his greeting to elias kensington borders on chili Ooh. oh interesting yeah. and i curiously exchange glances with my dear friends and i'm like about uh, it must be a conspiracy. <laughs> uh, Algernon Denby, I will say, does not have a moment to uh, to chat with you as he is swept up in his uh, very what's the word I'm looking for? It's like jolly and robust, you know, effusive, effusive. Yes. Oh, is he Sir Engelbrook's yeah. just kind of personality, force right. of nature, swept up in Lord Engelbrook's effusive personality as he calls to someone across the room that he recognizes. Oh! Old sport and <laughs> I feel like oh, old sport. brings his dogs to the ball. Like he's like the type of guy who always has like his his spent hounds around him yeah. just in case a hunt um, comes up. <laughs> so could we have him have a, a brief conversation with Lady Kensington? That is, you are not privy to it. Of I'm course. not privy to it. Uh, but you do see that, like many of the guests before, after greeting the. Um, you know, the young children who have hosted this ball. <laughs> but after greeting the young people, of course, the guests go and pay uh, compliments to Lady Kensington uh, and thank her for, uh, you know, for once again, putting on this wonderful event. It's all light, fair, small mm -hmm. talk, chit chat. Oh, good to see you, et cetera, et cetera. Sir Engelbrook, you know, greets Lady Kensington. They seem to have a very warm exchange. He he does not seem to say anything that discomfits her. <laughs> and finally, last but not least, uh, Miss Ashworth, accompanied by her father, the uh, gruff Mr. Ashworth, arrive. Fashionably late. Oh, so sorry I wasn't here for the receiving line, friends. And she throws her arms around each of you. <laughs> I cannot wait for us to have the dancing. Oh, we must start it immediately. What fun, what fun. Oh. <laughs> Twirling and flitting out of the room, and now she's twirling, 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 twirling. She flings her arm out. We have to. All right. So I think that's most of the major players. Does anyone else have a thought about who should get ball? I can't think of anyone else that we have 
mm-hmm. interacted with that hasn't come in yet because yeah. the boys are already there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So uh, the musicians, uh, you know, strike up their bows. There wouldn't be any kind of speech at the beginning of the ball or any kind of. I don't think so. I think that there would maybe just be like a fanfare, and they would set up like the first few. You have to give the couples time to go out and line up right. and do all that stuff. So let's say there's kind of like a little... The introductory music that signals yeah. the that the couple should begin taking their positions for the first dance uh, comes up, up. So we're all standing there in the receiving line still, like very awkwardly, right? Good, yeah. So uh, Elias Kensington, uh, without a word, extends his hand to Calliope. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, no, we're gonna dance. So I take I take his arm. Yeah, you agreed to this days ago, girl. Yes. No, no, I know, I know. I'm not. I'm. I just. I said, oh wow, because I realized I was supposed to say something, because I was like, yeah, of course he's gonna take my hand, and this doesn't require comment on my part. But then I realized you all were waiting for me. Um, oh wow! So I gotta say something. So yes, I take his hand because I have agreed to this days ago. Okay. And he he leads you onto the dance floor. Did either of you make arrangements for your first? I think I did. Lawrence asked me for the first two dances as well. Uh, Lawrence looks a little more nervous than his brother, um, and he said he mumbles something along the lines of, "Oh, oh, shall we dance?" I take his arm as offered, mm-hmm. and I lean in a bit and I whisper, "Don't worry, Lawrence. You're going to do fine." <laughs> <laughs> Is that like mildly negging him or? Uh, (laughs) My accomplishment is dancing. So I got this. Oh, So basically like I'm going to make him look good. Yeah. But I got this. So I'm not, I'm nervous about being close to him, but I'm not nervous about dancing. This is what I've lived for. (laughs) This is what this was all for. Yes. Game on. Um, I will say that Constancia, who's trying to mend her dramatic ways, overhears this exchange and, and has been just paying attention to her friends going to the dance floor, not thinking about herself. But when she hears uh, her friend and tell Lawrence that it'll be okay, she wonders briefly, Lawrence has a peg leg. <laughs> like he lost his leg to an alligator. <laughs> And like the alligator also swallowed the clock. Like you have now because why else would he be worried about dancing? Sancia just like crafts a whole novel in her head about the loss of this poor man's limb. Okay, why don't you go? F- and then I look around. Anne looks around and says, "Oh, I wonder where Mister Denby has gone." Right. And I say, "Oh, I believe he's over there talking to my uncle." And I glance, and as I glance across the room, we catch eyes. Yeah, yeah. And and he. He tilts his head, and I say, yeah. I'm sorry, you can't see what I'm doing. I shrug my shoulders, and he crosses to the room and takes my arm. He starts to cross the room, but before he's able to reach you, another young man from the village comes and asks you for the first thing. Oh, oh, dramatic. Do I, um, I think bounds of polite society say that he got to me first, so I should say yes, but maybe we should roll for this. You could try to get out of it. Um, do you have a attribute that would help you well i'm fort right so i could be like oh nah. <laughs> you could lie and say i've already promised the first dance but i am unsure of this thing with uh algernon so maybe so i'm up to you what would you yeah, do? yeah yeah so 
let's say because I'm a little frightened as to what's going on, I'm like, sure, I'll dance with you. Yes. <laughs> so I dance with this young man. From- Sir Rando. Sir Rando. <laughs> Sir Rando. <laughs> He's one of the... They're not appearing in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can have Algernon cut in. I don't think... Was that a thing you could do? I don't think think that's a thing. So you got to dance with this yokel. Yeah. All right. I'll dance with that yokel. Okay. And then our conversation happens in the second dance. You know what, though? You're just going to make him jealous, which means that he'll like you more. Yeah. That's how I. Although, wait, you told me last time that if a man ignores you, that means he likes you. Did I say that? So now I'm Anna's confused. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know okay. saying that. All so right, we all take the floor. Yeah. Uh, and as you line up for the first dance, uh, Calliope especially is surprised to see that uh, James Frazier is taking the floor with Miss Ashworth. <sighs> Oh my gosh. Laugh rings across the ballroom. <laughs> wow. He's really going to some lengths to make me jealous here. It pierces through even the horns. <laughs> uh, the first dance, we must have some conversation. Lord Elias Kensington makes a comment on the number of couples. <laughs> Okay, so I think to make this easiest, we'll kind of do a conversation with all of us with our partner. Yeah, so individually, one by one. So Calliope, you are up. Okay, I'm going to to reply with politeness then. Okay. Yes, Lord Elias, the size of the room is very comfortable for this number of couples. A a small silence uh, passes through, and he makes a comment saying, I'm delighted to see that your brother was, after all, able to accept my mother's very kind, very generous invitation. As am I. It was such a kind and generous invitation, but that is of a piece with your mother's generosity. I will admit myself surprised that he and his lady friend are able to to purport themselves with such grace uh, on this particular dance. I, I know this is a dance that is usually reserved for only the the best uh, echelons of society. Burn. <laughs> wow. Yes, no, yes, sir. You'll find that my brother has been raised to be very much the gentleman. Oh, yes, yes, of course. But as they say, uh, it takes two to tango. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You've really pulled out all the stops in researching this Regency language. I I kind of, you know, I've heard of a dance that's making the waves in the land of Brazil called the Jungle. In the colonies. In the colonies. So, uh, no, what he actually says, he says, uh, oh, yes, of course, of course. I would expect nothing less uh, of of a gentleman of your brother's standing, but of course, Mrs. And there's a slight emphasis on Mrs. Sandright. Uh, I understand had no such advantages when she was a young woman. 
Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to say, Lord Elias, I have found it um, often a mystery why some of us are born to gentility and others are born to obscurity, but I have observed it makes no difference on the quality of one's character. Oh, snap. <laughs> of course, of course, um, even a servant uh, maid may have a, a noble uh, outward appearance, but truly within ourselves, that is where breeding most truly tells. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so even though a woman low born may pass herself off for a time as a lady, uh, I feel that she herself will struggle under the burden unduly uh, if given to the pretense too long. But so surely time could teach her the ways and thoughts of a lady. Perhaps, perhaps, but uh, starting at such an age, uh, <laughs> all of oh, 20 and one, I don't, I don't know how... <laughs> One in 20, I think. Talking. He's I just digging himself deeper. Uh, at, <laughs> at such an age as she, already one in 20, uh, how could she hope to uh, rival the bearing and charm as a woman born to society, one such as yourself? <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, now that was the compliment. So now I'm flattered, but I'm also kind of pissed off. So let me see where I'm going from here. So, so, right so I guess here's what I'll say. Sir, are you saying that my sister-in-law has no chance of ever becoming a lady? That was pretty confrontational. <laughs> are you trying to get him to take back his, his words? I'm trying to make it clear whether he's being like a dope right now, being a mm -hmm. jerk. So I can figure out whether I want to marry him or James Frazier. All right. So the stakes are high. Yeah. <laughs> one, a conversation right. is one. Day. I know. I am going to. So that was a pretty, I would say, forthright question. Right. <laughs> You do not have the forthright characteristic, so it's just a straight D6 roll, right? You don't oh, get okay. bonuses unless you want to spend a good grace, if you want to do something like that. Uh, no. No? Here, I'll roll my random dice generator. I rolled a five. Okay. Oh. She lies every single time. Oh, that's only six. <laughs> oh, this, random this random roller actually has been my friend <laughs> a good deal. All right. So uh, you have rolled a five and you are basically trying to get him to renege on what he said about um, Mrs. Sandwright's low. Yes. Birth? Yes. Okay. You say you, you asked if she if you if he's trying to say that she will never be rise to their level of society. And he he says, oh, of, of course, of course not. Of course, I would never say such a thing. Okay, well, I guess I give him a little bit of a curious look, but then I smile and um, contentedly dance with him. Right. And he makes another comment about the decorations of the room. 
<laughs> we really don't have that much to talk about. I mean, you guys know each other really well. Like, you know of each other, but... You, you both know. like music. Yeah. That's true. I could always ask him about uh, the latest music. And he's super rich. <laughs> yeah, so let, well, let's talk about how you're super rich. Yeah, you're like, right. <laughs> how's that going? Great. Okay, so <laughs> you could have the rest of your lives to get to know him. Oh, that's true. It's better to enter marriage with knowing as little as possible of the defects of your marriage partner. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you make a comment about the music. Uh, he excitedly takes up the topic, uh, launches into uh, an exuberant uh, review of some latest composition. And I think we'll move on to the next young lady. Okay. And her partner. Does anybody have a feeling, Priya? You I feel like mine will be super short. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know who this dude is. <laughs> so you're having this nice conversation with uh, Sir not appearing in this podcast. <laughs> um, Sir Martin. Or Sir, Mr. Martin. Mr. Sir Martin. Steve Martin. <laughs> 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 hey, I'm just a wild and crazy guy. <laughs> um, uh, so you are dancing with Mr. Martin, uh, who has very little of interest to say. Um, you notice that Mr. Denby is not dancing the first dance, uh, is in conversation with some other men <clears throat> and Lord Englebrook or Sir Englebrook. They seem to be uh, uh, planning a hunting expedition if uh, Sir Engelbrook's enthusiastic arm gestures are anything to be interpreted. Uh, and he is uh, discreetly looking your way, uh, but trying not to make his interest too uh, too obvious. Yeah. Mm. And but- so question, do you, this might be a good role opportunity. You never think that someone likes you. Yeah. Does she recognize that he is keeping tabs on what she's doing? Maybe just him lurking. Yeah. So maybe, <laughs> maybe this is, I'm, I'm going to second guess myself a little where, where I, as I am talking to Mr. Martin, I look over and I see him staring at me. And, and at first my instinct is to be like, Oh, this is weird. Yeah. And then I was, dun, dun, but, dun. The, but, but, but my heart does a little flutter and I warm oh. and I'm like, why do I think he's like, I'm just asking myself these questions. Like, creepy. And then Mr. Martin says something. I'm like, what, what? Mm. I'm so sorry. Yes. The, uh, the sheep this year are certainly <laughs> yes. um, outdoing themselves. <laughs> um, how was the harvest, Mr. Martin? Yes. And then we continue on. Um, Mr. Martin is the hero of this. <laughs> you didn't know. Spin-off series. I see it. Spin-off series. for the entry. Why don't you roll? Maybe Mr. Martin trods on my foot. Oh, no. And, okay. and I, we have to leave the dance floor. Oh, okay. So that happens. Yeah. Like, when I turn and he's, we're talking about the harvest, Mr. R. Martin gets super excited. Yes. And steps on my foot. And a sharp, biting pain crawls up my knee, up my ankle, and I go, ow, ow, oh, dear Mr. Barton, I need to go and I think I need to take a seat for a moment. And he's like, oh, he's he, uh, he very apologetically. Uh, roll me a dancing check. I don't think you have that skill, but it's just a straight up roll. Four and four is a success. So you are not seriously injured. Mm-hmm. You do not take a physical embarrassment by actually having your toes crushed, but it, it you, you, you managed to uh, convince Mr. Martin, though, 
that it is time to to retire to the door, the the, the edge of the dance floor. He he deposits you in a chair. He, he uh, makes some, another somewhat embarrassed apology, and he takes his leave. Uh, you see that uh, Mr. Denby is disengaged himself from his conversation, and he's trying to make his way over to you. Second dance. All right. Uh, all right. Now let's go to Anne. Nervous. Right. I mean, not about the dancing, but I don't know what to talk about or say, which is a new experience. Right. <laughs> right. She usually knows what to say. Uh, Lawrence also seems to be a bit uh, tongue-tied. And uh, I will say that his distraction extends to his feet as well. Oh, so no. uh, roll a dancing Yeah. Can I, let me do like an assist to try to. Yeah. So yeah. I am. That is my accomplishment. So I get a plus two. And I rolled a three. So that's a five. Excellent. So. You manage to redirect him when he turns the wrong way uh, and guide him back into the pattern uh, of the dance. In the moment where he, he makes his mistake and you correct him, uh, you all share a laugh. Uh, and that breaks the tension that had been building between you. Um, and he says, once again, um, I know that many people have said this to you over the night, but you and your friends have done a very remarkable job exactly what I would expect from such a accomplished, intelligent young woman. Blush. Yeah. <laughs> Full on blush. Looks down at her feet, in fact, and maybe fumbles a step. Oh, my God. And says, oh, thank you, Lawrence. That means a lot from you. We have worked very hard for this night to be a success. And now there is nothing to do but hope that everyone has a good time. The stakes are high for this evening, not just for the ball to be a success, but for you and your family to see what my family is capable of. I don't think there was any doubt in my mind of the quality of your family uh, and your connections. Although uh, my brother did say something uh, that perplexed me um, about your father's uh, business dealings and the management of the estate. My dear Anne, I hope you know that uh, whatever it is that troubles you or your family is of the, the utmost concern to me and mine. Uh, more blush. And I would say, actually, this is pretty embarrassing. To have to talk about money matters, yeah, with but and also, and also, I don't, I don't know the details, mm -hmm. right? Um, so why don't you actually roll brave? Okay, because you're going to have to kind Ooh, of. I rolled a one. Oh, but I get a plus, plus two. Do so I get a plus one? Oh, so it's a two. So I'm very embarrassed, mm -hmm. um, and I just look down again. I'm going to say that you actually take a social embarrassment. Oh, Lawrence knows, you know, you, you don't know how to address yeah. the financial issues with Lawrence. Um, I will simply say, Sarah, you are too kind. And then I don't know what else to say. Yeah. So let's say that it's an awkward silence. Right. Maybe change the subject. And right. I'm frankly like kind of surprised that he, so there's lots of conflicting emotions. I'm surprised mm -hmm. that he would say something like that because mm -hmm. he was so 
distant Mm -hmm. before. And now we're having like a pretty intimate conversation about my family's current financial situation. Mm -hmm. But then it's also like, well, we're back to being intimate. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what to do. So it's just awkward. Cool. Silence. All right. So you have a social embarrassment. You're going to take a minus one, two rolls until that embarrassment is resolved. Um, minus one, two, like social interactions. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> it's not like we're at a ball or anything it's where it's all social interactions. <laughs> but that's only the first dance. Who knows what the second yeah. dance will hold? Right. Uh, the first dance concludes. Uh, so Elias uh, suggests to Calliope that they uh, enjoy uh, something from the refreshments table. Is oh, that- boy. Refreshments. Yeah. Uh, he, he leads you that way. Uh, I will say that, Anne, your uh, mother comes up to you and says, oh, my darling Anne, I haven't seen you in these so many days. We've missed you at home. I'm sure Lawrence wouldn't mind sparing you for just a moment uh, to indulge your mother. And Lawrence has no way of getting out of that. So he just... <laughs> I want to try to get out of it. Okay. Because I want to... We left it, we, the first dance ended in an awkward place. Mm-hmm. And so I want to get back to where we were. So I am going to try to put off my mother somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps I just step aside with her. Oh, okay, I've got it. So we established in the first episode that my mother does want me to get married. Yes. And I was saying that, you know, of course, whatever your mother wants you to do, you want to be opposite. So I stepped, I say, excuse me for one moment, Lawrence. And I step aside with my mother and I say to her, mother, surely whatever it is can wait. I know that you are very interested in the prospect of my future and perhaps I can be working towards that goal. She says, my dear girl, I had the very same thought in mind, and I and I uh, perhaps I believe that you would benefit from a few uh, words of wisdom from your dear mother on that subject. So give me a, a roll. Um, okay, I don't think there's much I can do though. You're forthright. No, you're amiable and charming. Amiable. I would say you're going to take a minus one because of the social embarrassment. You're still yeah. on your left foot because yeah. of the whole thing. Okay, let's see. Nope. All right. Mom drags me away. Roll yeah. the one. So I got a, ne- a zero. <laughs> a null roll. <laughs> All right. So I turn around and say, I do beg your pardon. Uh, my mother uh, insists that I accompany her perhaps later trail off. Right. I mean, I don't think I can ask him to dance. Right. I don't no. think that was acceptable. So basically... He says, I, I understand that you would love to catch up with your mother. Um, perhaps I will take the third dance instead of the second. Uh, if, you, if you would indulge me. Curtsy, once again, you are too kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and like typically in the Regency era, you always did two dances. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to ask for a dance, you're really asking for two dances. Just okay. so you know. She's freaking out. Like what is happening? Mm-hmm. Constancia, as the music winds down from the first dance, Mr. Denby reaches your side and says, oh, I, I saw that you had to leave the, the dance floor a bit early. Uh, are you quite all right? Very solicitous. 
and you say, oh, thank you for, you say, I say, thank you for checking you on me. <laughs> the kind Mr. Martin just trod on my foot accidentally, and, and I just needed a moment to recover. I wiggle my toe a little. Right. Um, he sees your toe inside your slipper. Trauma. <laughs> I was going to say that. He looks down on the ground. He's like, oh, my goodness. I was going to say, in the process of wiggling my toe, my dress comes up, and he sees a little bit of ankle. Oh, um, my God. It's shocking. Slut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I wiggle it, and I was like, I think it is, it is on the mend. Mr. Denby is, like, flustered. He saw some ankle. He didn't know it was that kind of party. He is not <laughs> um, and he just sits down beside you and he's just like, now he's like nervous. He's like, he's like, doesn't know what to do. Obviously he came over to ask you to dance, but now he's like discombobulated. You guys are so cute. Yeah. Um, do you want to do anything to encourage him? Or? Yeah. Uh, so I'll say I, I've been sitting for a couple of minutes and, and I believe I'll be ready to enjoy this ball to its full extent. Um, Romy Hale. That is one of your. So the ad, we added it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are hail. So. Oh dang! Mm -hmm. You are shake it off. Yeah. Shake that thing off. <laughs> right. You are uh, good to go. Uh, so uh, Lord Denby seems encouraged by these words and uh, what he knows of you. Although you have a very gothic and mysterious appearance. Uh, Ephemeral, if you will. You're wearing a dark choker. <laughs> You're actually uh, quite a strong young lady. Uh, and so he, he managed to say, well, if, if you are feeling up to it, if you are, are quite sure, uh, I wonder if you would do me the honor of where to be the next dance. And I say, yes, Mr. Oh. Nambi, I will. Oh, excellent. Uh, so he's very excited about that, obviously. Uh, looking back to Calliope, uh, at the refreshments table, uh, you are, you know, having some light chat with uh, Lord Elias and James Frazier and Miss Ashworth uh, approach. Miss Ashworth is like making a beeline to you. And James Frazier seems to be like unwittingly pulled along, along in her wake. <laughs> um, and uh, Miss Ashworth uh, says, oh, everything's going splendidly. The musicians that you pulled out of the gutter are doing a wonderful, <laughs> splendid job. Uh, and uh, yeah, she, she's lobbed this at you, uh, just inserted herself in your conversation. And now it's a foursome. It's a, we're all chatting together. Isn't this cozy? <laughs> yeah, uh, Miss Ashworth, of course, is completely oblivious to any kind of tension between the two men of the party, uh, and uh, she is kind of dithering in your ear about uh, the decorations and the ball, uh, while uh, Elias and James Frazier exchange, uh, you know, exchange terse pleasantries beside you. You see James Frazier is dancing with Miss Ashworth, and it seems that he, they may be dancing the first two dances together. How does that make you feel? It doesn't make me feel great. I feel a pang. I feel like my childhood friend is slipping away from me. And even though I knew exactly what I was doing with trying to uh, become closer, let's say, to Lord Elias, I realized that a future that I used to imagine for myself is slipping away. So now I'm conflicted and I, um, I don't know what to do. So 
Probably like what I would do is to jump over there and rip them apart. <laughs> ask him how he's enjoying his dance partner. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I would say, um, oh, Mr. Frazier. And it feels awkward to call him Mr. Frazier instead of James as we have grown up together. Mr. Frazier, um, I, I hope you're having a lovely evening and enjoying the company of your dance partner. Uh, oh, yes, of course. You know, Miss Ashworth was kind enough to agree to a few dances with my humble self. Uh, she is uh, a most enthusiastic dance partner. Uh, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you know her better than I. Indeed. Well, maybe I could take him sort of aside and say in a low voice, like, you know what? I don't think Elias would be okay with you just going off and chatting with some other guy. Give me a role. So if you don't have anything specific that you think would help you, I'm going to say this is like a soft spoken thing. Like you don't want to be noticed having this side conversation with James. But if you don't have another way of, Saying that's gonna be just a straight roll up down. I rolled a one. Oh, okay. So you try to uh, to have a side conversation with James, but uh, Elias imposes himself once more and says, "If you are quite done with your refreshments, perhaps we should say uh, a word. We should greet my mother before we start our second dance." He takes the glass from your hand, puts it back down on the table, and he walks you away. This is so juicy. This <laughs> has become really proprietary. <laughs> yeah, he really has. I guess he likes me a lot. Yeah. Um, I did my my work well, it seems. Yep. I, I feel bad, too, because I, I've become, I started the game with, like, this is so fun. I'm being this, like, character who's trying to get a rich husband. And now I'm, like, all conflicted and feel like a bad person for coming up with this plot line. But... It's uh, it's invested it's, in the game. You're character. Yeah. So James Frazier and Lord Elias aren't real people, Kristen. So don't. No, 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 no. But um, I no, but I I obviously I hear what you're saying, but like um, I'm I'm just gonna have to crush one of them, and even in fiction that feels sad. But you know, I think my my motivations are understandable because being from the um, you know, like the daughter of a clergyman, I would have seen this grandeur but I would have never been a part of it. And I would have always imagined like, what if I were the lady of the manor, you know? And so it's sort of like betraying real relationships for like a future you saw for yourself once. And so it's like, we all have this struggle, I think. So. That's good. All right. So second dance. Yep. So let's start with Constancia. Uh, She finally gets to dance with uh, Mr. Denby. The uh, song chosen is, uh, let's say, a, a slower, heavier. A dirge. Not a dirge. <laughs> a dirge. <laughs> but something that, that very much appeals to Constancia's uh, mm-hmm. sensibilities. And uh, it's Mr. Beverage's maggot. Oh, my God. It's time. <laughs> it's finally here. Uh, the and- crowd titters. <gasps> it's Mr. Beverage's maggot. They're all so excited. This is like the pop number one pop chart. It's their jam. It's the Despacito. Despacito. 
okay but that reference is gonna date this podcast well that's okay um yeah in five years if someone stumbles across this they'll be like Despacito. <laughs> never age uh, um, okay, so, so excuse me, I just have to email our DJ and tell him to include that in the reception playlist. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so Priya, uh Constancia is dancing to this uh you know very moody piece of music uh with uh Mr. Denby. You're gazing in each other into each other's eyes, you know, he's got a darkened countenance, you know, it's very it's it's very real. You know, you know, dear penthouse, you'll never guess what happened to me. It's like your fantasies are coming. Um, sure. Uh, and and because of the nature of the dance, I'm forced to actually look at his face. But I notice a small scar under um, one of his yeah. eyes. And, and again, the my habit is to start spinning stories in my head about that scar. And so I don't really realize at first that he said something because I'm too busy thinking about a moment where he may have fallen off his horse yeah. and, and into a thicket and, yeah. and, and then lost and, his memory. And yeah. lost, well, lost his memory, but also I'm really concerned that I wasn't there to help him. And I'm really confused because I'm like, didn't I think he was creepy again? And, and, and I'm starting to, again, like maybe I'm not even second guessing myself. I'm like, maybe I was under a misapprehension mm. about his feelings towards me. Cause, and I'm starting to review back anyway. So he says something to me and I, I miss it completely. So in a tone of repeating himself, he says, Ms. Gate, had you given any thought to what we had previously discussed, whether or not to have uh, such a delicate conversation with uh, Lady Kensington at this time? And I, I blink for a moment and I say, you know, I found a note in Elias Kensington's office and I glanced at it briefly and realized it was to my uncle, Sir Engel, or it was from my uncle, Sir Engelbrook, but I never had a chance to read it. I, I slipped it into my, don't they carry like little hand valises? Sure. You can carry whatever yeah, you yeah. Um, I was like slipped into my, in my thing and I jingled my arm on his shoulder a second. He, he, he says to you, I hope you will think a moment before reading a missive that was not intended for your eyes and realize that perhaps some things are better left unsaid. Mm. I look chastened for a moment. <laughs> and then I say, he's kind of a drag. Yeah. Like, let's but, be honest. Yeah, That's a good point. I'm saying like he might be good to balance out your Not crazy, your yeah. cray. No, your like tendency to overthink. Yeah, it's like ooh, I found this secret letter. I have to read it. Like, yeah, maybe you should yeah, read really, letters. This is not really crazy. I just there's just something missing from my life that I'm trying to solve. Also, he's Sir Inglebrook's secretary, so he probably knows. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I say perhaps you're right, but. But Lady Kensington is is loath to answer any of my questions, and I'm at a loss because until I know who my parents are, because he knows all mm -hmm. of the stuff, I I don't know what I am doing with my life. So I guess what you're trying to do is maybe convince him to come around to support you in your efforts to find out more about your origins, mm -hmm. right? 
Do you have a thought about how to convince him? Um, I think like any of your traits or any of your um so I'm forthright and then hail and gothic. Um, I think the forthrightness might be probably the better end of it, but maybe what I'll say is what's your accomplishment? Your your major area of expertise. Uh reading. Okay. I don't read that letter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is what I do. <laughs> but maybe, maybe I roll for an alternative where he's like, I know what's in that letter because I help Mr. Englebrook. Yeah. Write it. May I just tell you its contents without sure reading it? Yeah. Like, I don't know if we're okay. You can try to I convince, would. like, I mean, or I ask you, him if he would. Yeah, you you, Constancia, have a sense that he knows what's in the letter based on who he is mm -hmm. and the what he's saying, like some things are better left unknown, kind of implies that, hey, I, I kind of know that there was an important letter that just mm -hmm. transpired and maybe you don't want to know. Yeah, so I'll say, um, Mr. Denby, perhaps you're right, but maybe you could tell me why Elias and my uncle are corresponding. As, as a secretary, you must know if it will help me in my greater endeavor to understand my past. I would say that's very forthright. So kind of roll with, and I, I mean, that's kind of, you're asking him though to break confidence. To break confidence. So I'm going to say that it might actually be a minus because you're speaking kind of like without that delicacy. You're saying, mm -hmm. just tell me, let's see how it goes. But you get a plus, right? Well, whether it was a plus or minus, it doesn't get to four, which oh, is Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you rolled a two. Whether he admired your honesty or was taken back by your lack of delicacy, it didn't matter. He he says to you, I understand that you have a very strong need to know more about your origins. I myself came from very humble beginnings, though. And let me assure you that one's origins do not determine one's ultimate destiny. That must lie within ourselves. And the choices you make are going to be more important to developing your character and uh, determining how you move through the world than the situation of your birth. I, I, I will support your decision, of course, but... I hope that you will heed my advice and understand that this is a very delicate matter that must be approached with caution. For a moment, I have to bring back tears. And because I know what he says is true, mm -hmm. um, that in my attempts to find my own story, I realize this is not one of the books I am reading mm -hmm. and that perhaps people's feelings and privacies are important and critical to to maintain. So I, let's say if it's close to the end of the dance, I remove the letter from the valise mm -hmm. and I hand it to him. I say, if you could please return this to my uncle. Oh, you get a grace for that, yeah. gold star. So now I have two. All right. I'm so. just all embarrassed. <laughs> I, know. Well, I do have a grace, but I don't want to spend it yet. Okay. Uh, so let's go to Anne. She is having a conversation with her mother and her mother says, my <coughs> dear, I cannot tell you how pleased I am to see that you have renewed <coughs> your close friendship with uh, Lawrence Kensington. 
He is uh, quite a, a lovely young man. And, uh, you know, I know that you have been fond of each other since, since you were children. In regards to your <coughs> prospects and your future, I would ask you, Lawrence is, of course, the second son uh, and does not stand to inherit Trowbridge. I'm sure Elias is a, he's a young man. He will soon marry and produce his own heir. What future do you envision with Lawrence if he does not have a, a means of his own? Um, I'm a bit taken aback because... Hey, you brought it up. No, I know, but I, I can dish it out, but I can't take it. <laughs> um, so I am taken aback because yesterday we, I wasn't sure if we were going to be friends or not. And now my mom, this is actually really realistic. My mom is like, so how are you going to support yourself when you marry him? So I'm trying to think of what the Regency version of like chill mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just reconnected with this dude. So how about mother? I appreciate your concern for my future. I have been working these past weeks tirelessly to secure the future of our entire family. Uh, Lawrence and I have reconnected as friends. I think it is a bit premature for you to think so far ahead and to assume that I may be so fortunate to secure him as a husband. Mm. Truly, the, the woman who is able to have Lawrence's love would be one of the luckiest of women, but I don't think it is me yet. Okay. She says, well, uh, we shall agree to a disagree on that point, my dear, for he is a man of a certain age. You are a lovely young woman of his acquaintance. It is only natural for things to progress towards marriage. If, of course, you purport yourself in the appropriate way. Um, If you do not wish to to wed young Lawrence, may I suggest instead you consider that a, a more advantageous match for both you and our family would, of course, be Elias Kensington. If you were to wed the Lord of Trowbridge Estate, we could eventually consolidate our two holdings, enriching both families and securing uh, ourselves against your father's less advantageous, uh, less profitable decisions. Mother, of course, I appreciate all your advice. But again, I I think that all of these discussions are premature. I was not even thinking of marriage yesterday. Mm-hmm. And let I don't want to plan my future out too far ahead at this point. I pat her hand mm-hmm. and I say, your advice is well taken. Mm-hmm. And I shall sur- surely hold it in consideration now, you must excuse me for I believe I am being intolerably rude 
to my dance partner. She she takes her hand and says, one last thing. You may believe that your marriage lies far in the future, but keep in mind that our family will not survive the next two years without some sort of windfall. So no pressure. <laughs> And okay, mom. (laughs) That's fine. And I'm sure your efforts to uh, ingratiate yourselves upon the yourself upon the Kensingtons was that not the 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 reason for this ball? No, no, I did not come here looking for a husband, Mama. Now, please, you. I beg you must excuse so, me. You, so I'm going to need you. So I will let you resolve your social embarrassment if you can use, you, you can express to your mother your goal for making this the best ball ever. Like, why, why, why are you here if not to land one of these rich dudes? The, my, my work for the ball was only for my family by showing my worth and therefore reflecting well upon my father. If this ball is a success, I was hopeful to secure the appreciation and perhaps even a sense of obligation from the Kensingtons on his behalf, not my own. Interesting. So like for them to make an investment? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I'm going to say that's a role to okay. try to, to shake your mom and convince Maybe her. Maybe charm her. Uh, charming is more uh, opposite sex interactions, like flirting. Okay. Uh, what have you got? Brave. Brave. And what's your third one? Amiable. Amiable. Okay. So I would say it doesn't really fit with any of your particular characteristics. So I think it's just a straight with a minus roll. one. Yes. Nope. <laughs> Rolled a three. So it's a two. Okay. Damn. So... Your mother says, my dear, I understand that you wish to get back to your dance partner, uh, but if you truly wish to further your father's business interests, perhaps you would facilitate a conversation between himself and Lady Kensington on the subject. And if you would come with me now, uh, we can... (laughs) I don't uh, want to come with you. I want to go dance. That's not all I wanted to do. The whole thing. Um, we can casually uh, introduce the topic into conversation with Lady Kensington and perhaps secure a business investment in your father's next endeavor. Okay. I look back over at Lady Kensington and Elias and Calliope are now talking to her. I will say, yes, mother, I will go with you and father to speak to Lady Kensington, but as she is already engaged in conversation with Lord Elias, I do not think that it would be the best first impression for us to make a, not first impression, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. um, to interrupt her discussion with her son would probably not set our conversation on the correct foot. Therefore, I will complete this dance and then I shall present you to Lady Kensington and then I leave. Okay. Now I have to find out what Lawrence wants to do when he grows up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So now we're, we've just done the second dance for Constancia. Anne has had the conversation with her mother and is going back for the third dance is with... Uh, yeah, Lawrence. so I guess I missed the second dance, yeah. really. Yeah. And then I guess you'll be having the third dance with 
Denby as well, because as Kristen said, whenever you ask for one dance, you're really asking for two. Well, you always just say, can I engage you for the next two dances? I think it's like a, um, like a politeness thing. Like I just not going to dance with you for one dance. I have to act like I enjoyed the first dance and then dance a second dance with you. But then that's all like previously, like we all agree that it's going to be so enjoyable. We're going to do two dances. I think that's the deal. Okay, cool. Uh, so they're both back dancing with their partners and you and Elias are talking to Lady Kensington. I'm trying to remember what Elias had in mind when he dragged you over here. I think he just wanted an out to stop uh, you talking yeah. to James Frazier. Right. Uh, but Lady Kensington compliments you on the ball. It's like, oh, my dear girl, uh, I knew that you and your friends would be able to uh, pull this off uh, the to put on this ball splendidly, I was not disappointed at all. My congratulations to you. Oh, thank you so much, Lady Kensington. It's been my pleasure to um, help this ball come to fruition. Uh, and she, with a with a subtle glance to her son, is like, perhaps we will be able to rely upon your excellent taste and discernment in planning next year's ball as well. Oh, it would be, I say, looking around confusedly, my pleasure. <laughs> She's hinting that, oh, maybe you'll be my daughter-in-law by that point. Yeah. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Elias does not seem surprised by his mother's uh, implication. He, he smiles a bit and he says, well, we would be fortunate indeed for Miss Sandwright to... Uh, be with us again next year. And he squeezes your arm or, or does some Aww. small gesture. That's well, nice. They start to have a, a little conversation about one of the, the servants who uh, is, is there at the ball and it's just uh, regular household stuff. Uh, and as you're looking around the room a bit confusedly, you do catch James Frazier's eye. Oh my. Do you want to stay in the conversation with the Kensingtons? Did you want to bring up anything with them? I kind of just at this point would love to get away and talk to James. Yeah. How are you going to do that? Maybe I excuse myself to go check on one of the uh, um, decorations that seems to be concerningly askew and may fall on the uh, orchestra. Uh, <laughs> so it's like the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Elias says, uh, don't, do not worry yourself. Uh, I'm sure uh, Collins and the staff will be able to handle it. He signals to Mr. Collins, uh, who comes over, and he gives him instructions to fix the yeah, drapery. Elias is really being annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so how are we going to get away? Is it that time of the month? I'm going to be like, I'm on the rag. <laughs> no, you should say, I cut my foot earlier, and my shoe is That's My shoe is filling up with blood. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, so look at your traits and look at your accomplishment and see if there's anything there that would be, that would make sense or. Maybe you could say that you need to go check on your brother. Oh, maybe I'm going to perform on the piano. Somebody comes up and asks me to play, but I have to ask Elias if I can be released from him. Oh, yes. Lady Kensington asks me to play. Asks you to play. And Elias, uh, at uh, although he clearly uh, enjoys music very much, 
he says, oh, I thought perhaps we would uh, dance uh, another dance. A quadrille. Next. Yes. <laughs> Can say something to convince him and roll your music. Elias, I would I would never want to disappoint your mother. I, I know how much she enjoys music, and as I know you do as well. Um, are you sure you won't allow her to have this uh, this pleasure of hearing one of her young guests play? Mm, good. And then a roll. A roll to one. Okay. So you have a three. I know. We jinxed you, and now your rolls um, suck. Do you have any trade? Uh, I mean, you could try. Rhetoric. To I have rhetoric, right? Rhetoric. Okay. Um, so I have music and rhetoric. What's that? Like I'm a musician. Does yeah. that give me any points? Um, so he seems dubious at first, but if you can, I don't know, make one more appeal. Mm, okay. I mean, it seems credible. You yeah. are. Elias, here's my appeal. Elias, you know I was going to play uh, that piece that you love so much that you were recommending me just the other day. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's his That's his bag. Okay. So, yeah, I'll say that's just enough to convince him to, he reluctantly releases your arm and says, uh, of course, I would not, uh, I would not deprive this, uh, the, the ball uh, or our guests of your wonderful musicianship. Although, of course, uh, of course, I hope that we will be able, that I will be able to uh, dance with you again once this obligation is discharged. Of course, my lord, a curtsy. Right. Um, right. He's just basically he's trying to monopolize you entirely. So sweet. sweet. All right. So you get away to go to the pianoforte. <laughs> we have harpsichord. Fortunately, I'm not singing. I'm just playing on the piano. So perhaps as I play, um, James Frazier, who has been released by Miss Ashworth, approaches me slowly to look over my shoulder at the music. Does he start to sing along? <laughs> He'll be like you and, you and McGregor and like... That's exactly what I was saying, that super awkward moment. <laughs> Though I am nothing to her. Yeah. His stupid hair and his big teeth and just singing with Gwyneth. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is she? It's like watching The Office. I get so embarrassed at that scene. I can't oh, yeah. look at the television. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there you are. Uh, you are at the piano for fjord. 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 The fjord. Yes, you are at the instrument. And uh, let's leave that there uh, and go to another scene. Um, so, we said that we would have the first two dances and then we would have some time for you three to have an interaction amongst yourselves. Maybe the three of you first gather together. When you see uh, Calliope is preparing for her, someone must turn her pages. Okay, how, how oh, about no. this? How about we get to dance? You dance with Denby, I dance with Lawrence during her song. Okay. And then when she's done, we'll say, oh, we must go congratulate. Okay. Yeah. All right. You both go up to Sir Engelbrook, and um, Mr. Denby says uh, to him, Sir, if I may, I believe that uh, uh, Miss Constancia has 
uh, would like a word with you. And uh, he, this manages to pry uh, Sir Engelbrook away from his fellow uh, hunters. Enthusiasts. And, uh, and, and Denby has made an opportunity for you to have a private conversation with him. Uh, and he, he excuses himself as well. So there you are with uh, Sir Engelbrook. My girl, my girl, what is it? And he jostles you. <laughs> Uncle, Lightly. could we could we step outside for a moment to take a stroll upon of course, the? Of course, the, the night air is, is so good for the health. Yes, slaps you on the back. <laughs> this this summer, while we are celebrating fall, yes. <laughs> I said yes, Uncle. I don't know if you know why I was insistent on coming to Lady Kensington's to help with this ball. Well, I assumed that you were just bored over at our estate. There's not much uh, for a, an imaginative young lady such as yourself to do in the household of an old stodgy widower like me. And he like slaps his belly and laughs. He's my favorite character now. <laughs> I just adore him. I, and I, I look at him fondly know, with right? lots of love. And I say, uncle, <laughs> <laughs> well, that may be true, but I realized of late that I am curious to know of my parentage. I know, I know, as you've told me before, that I was born in France and that my mother and father were of good breeding and were gentle people, but were unable to raise me due to unfortunate circumstance. But you have not told me what those were. Mm -hmm. And and I was at a party last spring and, and someone commented how much I looked like Lady Kensington. And, mm -hmm. and I thought perhaps... I could come and get to know her better, just in case. <laughs> Says, my dear, my dear, I, I, I feared that this might happen if you were coming to Trowbridge. Perhaps I should not have allowed it. Um, uh, and he, he kind of puts a, a large hand <laughs> on your shoulder and he says, you know, I have been sworn on my honor to keep certain secrets until the day I die. And I know you would not ask me to betray such a trust knowing the man I am and knowing that if I were to give you my word on something, I would take it with equal gravity. I want you to be happy. That is my sole wish in life. You are as a daughter to me. Uh, but I fear this is one thing that I cannot give you. Do you want to try to convince him? Say anything? I don't know. I feel like honor is a big thing. And that's one of the things I love about my uncle. Right. Um, so maybe what I ask him is for advice. Okay. I say, I am struggling, uncle, to figure out what's next. Mm -hmm. um, what do you suppose I should do? Mm -hmm. Um should I purporting this secret is one that I I am going down the right path, which you mm -hmm. cannot confirm nor deny. Um, <laughs> would it be appropriate for me to ask Lady Kensington directly? Mm -hmm. It is not my secret to tell. I will say that at the time I was sworn into secrecy, it was many, many years ago. And time does tend to heal wounds and can sway hearts. So I cannot say that this information will be, will be barred from you forever. Okay. I think that you must take into consideration 
the delicacy of such information, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to matters of inheritance. If a lost child of a wealthy family comes to light, then there may be questions of the intentions of said child in regards to that family's fortune. And know, my dear, that you will be well provided for for as long as I live and get, uh, I assume uh, once you make a, a suitable match that your husband will then provide for you and you need not worry about from whence uh, your fortunes will come. He's yeah. reassuring you like, yeah. And, and, and since for me, it has never been about the money. Mm -hmm. um, it's about the identity part. Mm -hmm. I say, uncle, I take your advice with good, with good faith. <laughs> um, perhaps since I believe others in this family are privy to the secret, I will go and reassure that that is not my intention in the best way possible without broaching the difficult subject. Mm -hmm. And then perhaps if that exchange does not go badly, I will let it lie. Okay. He says, my dear girl, I who have known you all your life, know the kindness of your heart. And I of course will uh, stand by you in uh, if any difficulty should arise. But again, I must, must, must mm -hmm. caution you against this course of action uh, if you feel there's any hesitancy or resistance to the information. For such a scandal could irreparably harm your prospects. Right? If you get a reputation as a gold digger, ain't nobody want to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, and he, <clears throat> he chucks you on the chin and he goes back into the ball. Okay. Uh, so now we're going to the third dance. Yes. With and I Anne. think this is going to be like key moment. Okay. Because yeah. we're into it. Yeah. It's All right. To start resolving. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, Lawrence, uh, you know, uh, you all are, he, he is not affected by your feelings of embarrassment in regards to the financial. Well, now I don't know what the hell to think because yeah. now my mom is like totally confused. <laughs> Yeah. She's like, Bo, by the way, it's not just the ball that you had to plan. The like the financial future of our family is actually on you to marry people. This is kind of something that she had and had just kind of like chosen to put blinders on to this fact for a while. That's no longer a possibility. Yeah. The harsh reality. Mm -hmm. Of being a woman in Regency England yeah. <laughs> has arrived. Uh, so, but Lawrence seems pretty oblivious. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's, you know, he, he's not, uh, necessarily the most, um, keen observer. Right. Right. In general. Uh, so, uh, he, you know, he, you're making chit chat, you know, he's carrying most of the conversation and then he casually asked, you know, uh, was there some urgent issue that your, your mother needed you for? I hope all is well with you and your family. I, I hold, of course, your 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 father and your mother in the highest esteem, et cetera, et cetera. 
I am sure that to, to my mother, it did appear to be an urgent matter. I find that for parents, the future is always something they are very willing to speak about. For someone our age, however, sometimes it is something that we do not want to spend too much time. Uh, Lauren says, I, I agree. I, I, to I agree totally. Uh, uh, totally. Uh, totally. Right. <laughs> totally. Um, I am in complete accord with your, with, uh, with your opinion in this matter. My mother and brother are constantly uh, asking me about what living I shall pursue. And I am young yet. There, there's uh, so much of the world to see and experience. I, I just don't feel I can, I can select one path and, and expect to follow that and to my grave. I feel exactly the same way. There are so many dances to dance and places to go and things to see. I don't understand why we have to be responsible for the future happiness of everyone in our family and why we have to make these decisions now. However, you are fortunate indeed that you come from a family who is capable of maintaining your support while you take the time to make these decisions. Not all of us have the same luxury. Yes, I am not insensible to my good fortune. However, even those of us with the financial means, uh, we may experience uh, a certain uh, greater form of pressure because those means could so easily be taken away. Your point is well taken. Yeah. Sorry, not, it appears neither one of us is in full control of our fate. Yeah. So, kiss, kiss. We're on the dance floor. How about he lifts his arm for a moment and halfway reaches your cheek and then he is cognizant of where you are. And so he puts his arm back down. Right. He says, my dear and my dear friend, would it not be exciting for us to simply run away to travel the world? I wish to see the, the far off ex, uh, expanses of our great empire. I wish to, to sail the open seas. Wouldn't it be grand to just to live a life carefree uh, of exploration? Well, Lawrence, truly that would be the grandest thing of all, but reality must intercede. And if a young lady in my position were to run off even with a friend, I'm afraid the damage to my reputation and my family's would be something that we would never recover from. Mm. But weren't we just saying that why must our families rely so much on us? Are they not individuals as well? Could they not uh, forge their own way just as they allow us to forge our own? You and I may feel that way, but I'm afraid that everyone else in England does not. He's basically hinting, like, yes, let's roll. Yeah, but I let's just get in the car and drive. No way. <laughs> there is nothing I would love more in this world than to see it mm. and experience it. But unfortunately, a woman in my current position is not able to leave situation. Are you trying to let him down easy or just like shutting it down and- No, I'm trying to- Cause he's been touching I'm, before. I'm trying to open his eyes to the reality of the world we live in. Okay. 
Well, that's going to be rhetoric, which you don't have, but give me a roll. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're still at a minus, but. Well, I could always spend my grace. No, that's true. Okay. I okay. could. You spend the grace to remove okay. the social embarrassment or do you spend the grace I spend just the, to give I spend the, the grace to remove the social embarrassment. Okay. Um, and I will say, sir, I think I, I think I said this just when I said, you know, um, while I would love to fully see the world, the world, the world we live in does not allow me mm-hmm. to do so in my current situation. Mm-hmm. Perhaps basically- if our situations were to change, we would be free to see the whole world beyond the confines A of whole this new world. <sighs> yes. Perhaps if our situations were to mutually change, yeah. we would have more options for moving forward. Okay, well, I rolled a one, which is a plus two, so I got a three. Oh, this is why the rolling is so obnoxious. Do you have anything else? You've spent your grace already. Mm, I don't think I have anything else. Just my boobs. Yeah. (laughs) He he just misses the point. He's just like, yeah, if things were different. Like, if if we were both dudes. Yeah. Like, completely oblivious to your charms. And he says, oh, yep, that would be great. Um, could you maybe just because you're frustrated with him, just go talk to Elias? And when you talk to Elias, Lawrence is like, ah. um, I could. We do need to start reaching the wrap up stage. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: the ball is a success. Mm-hmm. I, I, you, I don't see the fact that I'm ending this without him being like, "I love you. Let's get married." As a yeah. bad thing, that okay. was not a goal. Yeah. So I'm happy to leave it at he's clueless. I don't know what I want. Okay. I have been, had my eyes opened to mm-hmm. the reality of the world I live in, and you can't hang all of your hopes on a ball. What? Yeah. There's things, ah, things good, that are more important. Good lesson. You, uh, so your next, your final scene, possibly, or we haven't done supper. Oh my gosh. At supper, you'll have a conversation with Lady Kensington and your parents. How about that? Okay, that's fine. Because and so we basically we end the dance, and I say, "Excuse me, uh, what do you think, Lawrence? I can we please go into supper? I need to speak with my parents and Lady Kensington, as promised." Uh, so he escorts you away. Going back to Calliope, uh, James Frazier sidles up to you as you play, uh, and he compliments you on your musicianship. Elias Kensington um, apparently has been obligated to dance with, you know, some other guest because he is the host, but he's kind of glaring daggers at you as he spins around the room. Every time he looks at you, it's like glare, 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 turning around and the dance and like glare, 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 glare. And like, yeah. So James Frazier comes up to you and he says, oh, it seems that you are being monopolized by our host and I haven't had a chance to, to say two words to you all night. I turn to him and say, I guess I'm still playing, but I'm just such an awesome musician that I can just do it without being so good at it. You can talk and play at the same time. And I would disregard what he said. And instead I say, oh, James, do you remember when we first learned to dance and we would jump around in the yard with each other to all of these, um, you know, songs played by my sister on the piano forte? Oh, 
So yes, uh, he reminisces with you and it's, it's uh, very fond and nostalgic. And he says, uh, I fear that when you have become the next Lady Kensington, uh, those sorts of amicable afternoons will fade further and further into the past. And then I say, to my very deep regret. Oh. So you're acknowledging that you you're, might end up with Elias. Yes. And then before he has chance to say anything else, I would say, James, do you not wish me to become the next Lady Kensington? Whoa. Whoa. That's very forthright. Um, yeah, he's got to, like, pony up the, like, you know, if you like it, then you've got to put a ring on it. Or We've already been recording for an hour and a half. He needs to get this show. Right <laughs> <laughs> let me get, get, let me see a roll. Let me see oh a roll God. for forthright. All right. Roll the dice. Five. Oh, he pauses and then he laughs and he says, my pure hearted friend, I'm uh, glad to see that we can put away these pretenses and return to the candor that we shared. uh, (laughs) Yes. Uh, It would wound me if you were to become the next Lady Kensington. And although I cannot offer you any more comfortable life. Uh, I could not hope to um, uh, match Lord Kensington in that score. I hope that you know that if you were to become Mrs. Frazier instead, that our humble home would be full with love. Oh my God, Priya and I are freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh my God. So I stopped playing altogether in the middle of the dance. <laughs> and I turn to him and say, if it would truly wound you to see me married to a Kensington, you know I could never hurt you. I will marry you instead. (gasps) And James Frazier takes your hand and kisses it. And because you have stopped playing, everyone is looking at you. Let's smooch. (laughs) I don't think you could do that. I don't think you're not smooching on the, on the mouth. He he kisses your hand uh, and he says, I will, I will call upon you and your family tomorrow and 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 we will ask uh for your father's blessing yay and through my tears of joy i begin playing on the pianoforte again so everyone can keep dancing oh my god elias kensington does not start dancing again (laughs) i just picture him like standing in the middle of a crowd of people who are all like happily dancing around him and he's just like stricken yes and his his somewhat confused partner miss ashworth (laughs) wanders off i suppose (laughs) so yeah dang Resolve. So can the three of us get together? Like yeah. they, we, I'll say we go into dinner. Right. Um, maybe James escorts you into dinner. Well, actually, yeah. You have you haven't had your your dance. I suppose that you you dance the dance pr- just prior to supper, just in a in a, a happy, blissful haze. Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> let's say that when we all go into supper, the three of us, get, well, I mean, we would anyway to like check in on how everyone's doing, the ball, like yeah. how's everything going according to plan. Miss Sandright, you are of high color. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I was noticing the brief uh, interlude in your playing. Is there perhaps some news? Oh, my friends, the happiest news that anyone could possibly have to tell. I am going to be engaged to James Fraser, my childhood love. Oh, my. And we were so excited. Oh, 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 oh Miss Sandright, this is such wonderful news. We hug, hug. Miss Ashworth pops up, because of course she does. But what about Lord Kensington? <laughs> um... <laughs> Maybe I could suggest perhaps Miss Ashworth, you could comfort Lord Kensington. <laughs> oh, but are you sure? Of it's course. Not a terrible, terrible waste to not, uh, not <laughs> court the attentions of such a, a handsome man. Are you, are, are you quite certain that you will not uh, regret this decision in the future? Uh, Miss Ashworth, I used to think of Elias Kensington as a very shy man on the outside, yet sweet on the inside. Yet, however, this evening he has made some statements that make me think that we are fundamentally different in the way we see people. And so I do not believe I could become his wife. Oh. Well, Miss Sandright, I am so happy for you and Mr. Frazier and... I think my mother will also be very happy. <laughs> and then I fill them in on what happened. Yeah. Um, I look a little downcast and you ask. Miss Gates. Oh, I've been talking to Mr. Denby and my uncle and you remember the delicate situation I discussed with you. Of course. And and I pour out the whole story because right. I'm so well, distraught. I said, and so I feel that I can no longer pursue this line of inquiry in good faith or destroy many lives. But it would be nice to know Lawrence and Elias as my brothers, if they are indeed my brothers. So I'm, I'm unsure as what to do. And dear friends, I seek your advice. Well, Miss Gates, I think that this is something that you must decide for yourself. Damn. But I will mm -hmm. offer you a piece of advice, which is to think about perhaps the best story is the one in which you write your own ending rather oh. than being concerned with decisions people made on your behalf. You're here. I don't know, girl. <laughs> it's up to you. I think I think we've all learned a lot about ourselves at this ball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I think I might know what's going to happen. Is I think if I have one more conversation with Denby, where he's basically like, okay. get over it. Not really. Right, get what over if, okay, over so it, if you say, all right, all right, that's you're the person who speaks yeah. for Denby, so true. it's true. Um, then oh. maybe everything will fall into place in a oh. different way than I expect. Who knows? Yeah. Sure. But I think I think it's sort of come about that I can't go up and ask anyone. Mm -hmm. I do need to return the letter to Elias. Oh, you gave it to Mr. Denby. Did I give it to Mr. Denby to give it to Elias? Yes. Yeah, you so, said would you please yeah, return it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you said return it to Sir uh, Inglebrook, but I think that he 
we'll give oh. it to Bowie because it was from Sir Inglebrook. Yeah, because I realized that like if Elias feels this way about Angelique, how would he feel about an out of love sister? Oh yeah, that's a good point. We definitely discovered some things about his character yeah. that we didn't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, let's do this. Let's do. Uh, so Anne, do you feel like you want to do a scene? I mean, Maggie, do you want um, Anne to do a scene with Lady Kensington and her parents? Let's not let's not dialogue it. Why don't you just let me narrate it? So quick, let's say that at some point during supper, I am my parents and I walk over to Lady Kensington and I, you know, they know we all know each other. So I I'll but I will make an introduction and like let's have a conversation type mm-hmm. of introduction. Like, oh Lady Kensington. You know, limit. I'd love to present my parents to you um, as guests of the ball. Of course, we are all overwhelmed by your generosity, and thank you for letting me um, help plan this ball. I hope it is to your satisfaction. And she's like, "Oh yes, 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 yes. It was wonderful." Blah blah. <laughs> and so I just sort of get them, my father and her. I guess Elias too, because if this is a, I want them to like start talking about a business matter. Yeah, it has to be whoever. Yeah, so let's say he is also there, Um, and now I'm even awkward around him because I know my mother wants me to. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just sort of get them to all discuss and then sort of fade into the background, and the ball was a super success. So I feel like my main goal was met, and let's just say that my character. I don't think it is an unsatisfactory end to present a character at a crossroads, especially when they now have learned more about themselves mm-hmm. and perhaps dancing and balls are not the most important things to be considered yeah. moving forward. And so then I think the last scene we need to do is going to be for Constancia. I actually had thought that maybe it, it would it would play out a little more like this. So Constancia is uh, sitting with maybe Mr. Denby or some other acquaintances and having supper. Um, when uh, Mr. Collins approaches and murmurs in your ear, uh, Lord Kensington would ha- have a, a private word with you. And he escorts you into, you know, the study. Mm-hmm of Elias, and he's holding the letter. Mm-hmm. And he says, Mr. Denby returned this to me, and I can think of only one way it would have fallen out of my possession in the first place, is that one of you or those other young ladies who was here taking advantage of my family's hospitality were to have taken it from this very room. Be that as it may, I, I cannot condone such behavior, but beyond that, I wish to know, have you read the contents of this letter? And I will say, I did not. I, I saw that it was addressed from my uncle, and I thought it might be of a subject that is of great import to me, which I do not wish to bring up, lest it cause scandal and trouble with mm-hmm. our families. Um, and so I returned it to Mr. Denby to return to you, content, perhaps uneasily for myself mm-hmm. to let sleeping dogs lie. Uh, he cast the letter into the fire and he says, 
well, I feel that I cannot fully trust the discretion of someone who removes personal correspondence from another person's study. And I think that it would be best if we spoke frankly. The letter concerned a salacious rumor regarding my mother, which is completely untrue. And any person or persons who continues to propagate this libel uh, will no longer be welcome in my home. And I will do everything in my power to make sure that they are no longer welcome in polite society. And Elias is turning to the villain. I know. Oh God. God. He was like so bumbling and writing music in the first episode. And now it's true colors are, I will marry this man. <laughs> yeah. Um, not sure how to respond to that in a way that will not further anger him. Mm-hmm. So I, I meekly, well, maybe not meekly. I because I have a role to help defuse the situation. So I'm forthright. Okay. Um, and so I will look at him straight and be like, if we are being frank with one another, mm-hmm. I will just tell you that Lord Engelbrook has provided for me in every possible way imaginable. Mm-hmm. I shall live a comfortable life with or without answers to my questions. Mm-hmm. And perhaps so I'm resolving it for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I merely wanted to investigate if I have further family beyond my uncle who is not blood relation. But I understand that sometimes life does not provide us that avenue. And so he interrupts you. He says, you expect me to believe that if, if there was a illegitimate bastard child of my parents that that this person would have no interest in laying any claim on the great fortune and estate of Trowbridge, I find this uh, to be laughable. And I can only assume that if such a person were to present themselves under false pretenses to my home, that uh, I would be well within my rights to evict them bodily. And Ooh. yeah, oh he's God. getting he's getting a lather. So how do we defuse this? I don't really know how to defuse it. I guess I just say, well, so be it. I have my answer. And I said, and I can say, I am willing to even sign an affidavit to the effect <laughs> that I do not want your money, bitch. Oh. <laughs> um, but since you do not seem agreeable to welcoming a possible sibling and your protestations make me feel like I am down the right path to begin with. Let us just leave it at the end of the ball and I shall leave with my uncle and we shall speak no more. Says "Hmm." (laughs) that is the least you could do. uh, uh, After having uh, enjoyed our good hospitality under such pretenses. And I, Bid you leave me now. Uh, I, I must uh, make sure that there's no other correspondence that has uh, gone astray. And goes back to his desk. Okay. And so what then I, I leave upset. Yeah. And I run in a dendy, I guess. Uh, so I'll actually say that you leave his study, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the hallway uh, is Lady Kensington. Uh, ooh. Oh, and see the 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 volume at which Elias has confronted you, uh, while maybe masked by the music in the main hall, uh, pro- 
could not have failed to catch Lady mm-hmm. Kensington's ear. Uh, she's clearly on her way to being escorted back upstairs by her maid. Um, after a moment's hesitation, she dismisses her maid uh, and asks you instead to help her uh, to her rooms. On the way there in the quiet, darker hallways uh, of Trowbridge. How about I I say, Lady Kensington, despite what I feel you may have heard, I would like you to know that I really appreciate your hospitality and the privileges I have experienced here. My uncle has always spoken kindly of you and your friendship that I know stretches far back before my birth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would not want to do anything to ruin that connection between our two great houses. So I shall, like, uh, w- with everyone else, I'll leave tomorrow, but I wanted to thank you. Okay, so roll a forthright to see if she picks up. Come on, Ma. Three. Okay, but plus two. Plus right? one. Plus one, which is a four, which is a success. Okay. That's all you need. So uh, after a moment's pause, she says haltingly, when I was your age, I fear that I did not show the same discernment. And while my story did have a happy end in, in my marriage to Lord Kensington, my own wild imaginings, my own love of the dramatic led me to make some very poor decisions indeed. These many years, my good friend, Sir Engelbrook, has uh, been the keeper of a great secret for me. And I, I feel that uh, the time has finally come for me to ask him to lay that burden aside. He knows, and I suspect that you know as well, that there was a time in my life where I traveled to France traveled to France. Uh, Air quotes. Yeah. And uh, I left behind a very uh, precious thing. Uh, But these many years, uh, Sir Engelbrook has consented to to watch over my most precious belonging and make sure that it was safe. And for that, I thank him. I know now that my son has spoken some very harsh words to you, and I hope that you will not take them to heart. I hope that you and I will still stay in correspondence, for I find myself uh, very, very eager to find out uh, how your story ends. Tears. (laughs) Tears running down my face, because this is really what what I had wanted Mm -hmm. the entire time. Um, But so as not to break the mm-hmm. tension in the mood I reach over and I I for her hand very softly and I say thank you and then quietly I say mama Aww. and then and then I leave her yeah and then go down to the ball and she dies that night just kidding just kidding just kidding she's fine she's fine she goes to ball <laughs> she's going to take the water yes um, wow Oh, that was, that was cool. So Dude. perhaps the, uh, Kristen, are you still there? Yep, I'm still here. Okay. So perhaps the three of us at the end of the ball yeah, gather down. in the now almost empty ballroom. Yeah. Well, that was quite a ball, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the light.
Uh, I'll, I'll just make a note about Calliope's brother, Jonathan and Mrs. Sandright that purported themselves well at the ball uh, and uh, seemed to be making some more inroads into rejoining polite society. Oh, that's nice. Oh, so um, when we're standing there, I will, we will all three take hands. So we're in like a little circle. Mm. And Miss a- let's say Miss Ashworth has fallen asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she had too much wine. Yeah. Um, She's snoring. I will end. Um, Anne will say, I think that we have all changed from the events of tonight and learned something about ourselves. But truly the the best thing that I have out of this ball is my friendship with the two of you. And I hope that is something that will remain constant no matter where we are for the rest of our lives. Ditto. Okay, wow. Um, and then we all, then we jump in the air and there's a freeze frame. <laughs> Constantia can't help herself one last time and says, yes, I believe the three of us shall be bosom friends. Bosom friends. <laughs> As we journey from from this hallowed halls to our future lives with husbands and childrens and glorious fanfare. And I am not being quite dark anymore. What has happened to me? (laughs) Well, yes, that will be true. Unless one of us should be horrifically murdered. (laughs) And I I look at Anne and I say, perfect. (laughs) Okay. So... I think we've reached the end of Regency Days. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. 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 So we hope that you have all enjoyed our little experiment. We definitely had a lot of fun doing it. I don't know. We'll compare notes. We'll see how it went. Maybe this won't be the end of Regency Days forever. Maybe we'll come up with some new stories and new characters. Who knows? If you liked this format, you know, drop um, Kristen and I an email or a Facebook message. Kristen, where can they reach us? They can reach us at firstimpressionspodcast at gmail.com. And a big thanks to Selby for running the Yay, whole Yay, Selby, this is amazing. Oh, my gosh, you did so much work, and it was awesome. Agreed. Yeah. And to Priya for joining us in her first role-playing game. She was amazing. It's so Very dangerous. <laughs> I encourage all of our listeners to try either School Days or any other um, RPG system you might. It really is fun. It's a really great way to be creative. On that note, I will mention that there was a Kickstarter campaign for a Jane Austen RPG called Good Society. It's by Story Brewers Roleplaying. I don't know when it will be available for purchase, but since I backed the Kickstarter, I did get a PDF. Uh, So if uh, y'all are interested, we could explore that. Uh, I actually haven't looked at the rules at all yet, but um, that's something that if uh, our listeners are interested in, uh, keep your eye out for Good Society, a Jane Austen role-playing game by Story Brewers Roleplay. All right. So maybe we'll be back with the trying out a different system. But in the meantime, Kristen, what do we say to our listeners? Dear listeners, we have delighted you long enough. Bye. Bye.